Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, members of the IEM in Isihogo? This is Steven and Josh from Phantology with our coverage of Fires of Vengeance by Evan Winter, book two of The Burning, sequel to The Rage of Dragons. And this came out a few months ago. We were a little behind on release date because we were way too preoccupied with uh, Rhythm of War, but I think we both really enjoyed this book, right? Uh, yeah, I regret nothing about our coverage of Rhythm of War. <laughs> may have been too much for some people not for me but yeah i i was super happy to get uh pick this book up i've been waiting for it and excited about it since it came out so yeah i think rage of dragons was was that 2019 that it was just a big splash when it came out everyone was on top of it and so this was this was pretty highly anticipated i would say top three anticipated books of last year i mean depending on who you are but I mean, there, there were a lot of releases last year. And, and so the fact that this is up there speaks a lot to, uh, to what this series is. Yeah, I think in the kind of subset of fantasy that we've carved out, talking mostly about with um, kind of the grim, darky, first law type, you know, fantasy, I think that this was very highly anticipated. And within the, within the fantasy community that likes these kind of books, yeah. So you say grim darky, and I've, and I've I've seen this description for the book on some review sites as well. I kind of I mostly disagree. Like I, I don't really classify this as, as grim dark as much. There is one scene for sure that kind of comes out of left field. You're like, okay, that that was fairly dark. But other than that, I, I mean, this book has about as much grim dark as like a wheel of time, honestly. No in my opinion. way, man. No, no, no. Other no. than that one scene. No, no, no. This has like a, as much. No, the characters are not that gray. The hallmark of grimdark what for me mean? is the is the fact that you have all these gray characters, and I don't really see that as much here. Tao, Tao is a totally the protag is a totally gray character. We'll have to talk about this more in the in the non okay. in, we're in the full spoiler in okay. the full spoiler section. But I disagree. I I don't think the grayness. I think it's supposed to be more than it is. At least in my the way that I read into it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, by grim darky, I just meant not the, it's not like YA fantasy as much. I don't think I would classify this as YA fantasy. It's not really urban fantasy. That's, that's just kind of what I meant by it, but it's more grim dark than like powder mage or something. I don't know. We, we can come back to this later. I see. I would disagree. I, I think it's about on par with powder mage. So uh, that kind of leads us into the first topic for our non-spoiler review, which is what what is this book similar to? What would you recommend? Okay. Like, if you like other books, what what other similar books should should this be recommended to readers of? Um, Did that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> Given that you've read other books, what other books would they be if we're going to recommend this book to you? Holy cow! Okay, you know what I mean. Okay. 
Okay, so if somebody comes to me and say, says, hey, I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings, then that would not trigger me recommending this book necessarily, right? Okay. Because I would say, oh, there's probably other things closer to Lord of the Rings that they're not super well-read in fantasy. I'd say, okay, maybe go check out Wheel of Time or some Brandon Sanderson or something like that. Okay. Um, I would say for sure, uh, First Law. If they've read First Law and really liked it, I would recommend this one. Okay, yeah, yeah. If they've read... I, I mean, know, the, what, the, what the Poppy say? War, I, I think the Poppy War is super analogous here. They're both mm-hmm. kind of speculative fiction, Poppy War more so, but they both have that darker feel to them. I mean, I just said I didn't think it was as dark as you thought, but but I mean, I do admit that it's there to, uh, to some extent. So I think Poppy War is a good recommendation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, with, with how character focused it is, that's another thing that's really yeah. uh, kind of similar to Poppy War. And is they're both... And first, well, first law has a much wider cast of characters that is focused on both. But the characters are what make the the series. Yeah, in yes. my opinion. But but with both this and Poppy War, it's very centered on a. I guess you could loosely define as protag, like as a protagonist, you know. Uh huh. So with without quite as big of a cast of characters as something like First Law or Wheel of Time or something, the cast of characters is pretty small. Okay, so why why should you read this book? What are the, what are the pros of the series? Pros super fast pace, like you for yes. both books, both books you read and they're just page turners. Maybe Red Rising is a is a similar recommend. I mean, obviously more of a sci fi feel, but fast paced, a little bit dark characters. I know you don't you didn't really love Red Rising, so maybe you're the wrong person to throw this up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say it. This is mine. Red Rising, I think, is similar. Yeah, I, I get the connections to that. Yeah, although Red Rising is a little bit more dystopian fantasy than I would say this is. Yeah, those are good reasons, Josh. And Ryan's actually here now too. So with no further ado, we're gonna read him right in. So Ryan, what are some pros? What are some reasons why you should read the series? Well, I think we just we did just do the the review for Wolf's Call, and I think that Tao is sort of a similar hero as Valen Alsorna. So that's a really if, good comparison. You you yeah. missed when we were saying books that were similar. So I think the Valen Alsorna Bloodsong books for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So he he's that he's that same type of character where he's just so skilled at what he does that. It's just really fun. You know, he's, he's kind of like Superman, just beating most of his opponents, has very few weaknesses, and so it's very fun to read and follow him as he just destroys people. Yeah, I'd say he has like no weaknesses with his fighting. His weaknesses are like his moral compass is kind of screwed up a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. So keeping, I mean, keeping this uh, non-spoiler still, I guess. Yeah. But- that's that's kind of yeah. the premise. If you've read the first book, assuming you've read the first book, then you know he's a good fighter and that he has a skewed moral campus. Okay, so why would you not read? Like, what are what are some cons? What are some reasons why you might want to consider a different series? Um, it's pretty brutal, you know? Like, if you're not a fan, I know Stephen pushed back on me for saying it's grimdark, but it's not like a super happy read, you know? And it's not super whimsical, I feel like some series kind of like the wheel of time, you can get lost in the, yeah. And the journey of things. Whereas this isn't about the journey. It's about like just bashing on through the next plot point. Yeah. There's definitely a world out there, but we never have enough time to really explore the world. 
So the whole time you're kind of like interested in what the world is, but never really get to fully see it thus far. That's kind of how I feel. And the flip side of what I actually just said about Tao being super competent, some people might actually be frustrated by that. If their heroes aren't super flawed, they don't seem too human or they're harder to relate to. And so on the flip side of what I just said, that might actually be a con why people wouldn't want to read the book. So it it depends on the type of story you're after. If you're after a very realistic, gritty, not superhuman-esque type story, then you might not be that into this. Whereas if if you just want a hero who's going to destroy people, then you'd like this. (laughs) Which is interesting because the first thing that you just described when you said you may not be as much into this sounded pretty much just like First Law. And that was a series that we said fans of First Law may enjoy the series. So I guess this really kind of straddles the lines between a lot of different series is is what we're concluding. Yeah. And uh, um, another thing along those same lines, why some people might like this series and also why they might dislike it is because of the cultural this is very like African inspired I think the author Mm -hmm. draws from a lot of his roots and so if you're more familiar with terms on the African continent then you might be able to get into this easier or if you're more interested about and learning about it I thought it was a perk for myself it certainly made the learning curve for the book a bit harder a little bit there's more terminology that's not as similar to English speakers yeah yeah definitely but once you get into it, I think it, it makes it feel different than a lot of the stories you're used to. And I loved actually listening to the story with uh, the narrator giving the, the characters sort of an African accent, I mm-hmm. guess. Is that the best politically correct way of saying that African accent? Definitely lends know. the authentic feel to it with the narration. Yeah. Yeah. And so I enjoyed it for that aspect. Although I've heard some people who that was a negative for them. Okay. So out of all these things we've talked about, tell me what your favorite aspect of the book is setting prose, characters, plot. What was it? For me, it was the characters. And I have a lot, I have more to say about this in the spoiler section, but I think Evan Winter does an amazing job with his characters. Yeah, and okay, now follow up. Who was your favorite character? No spoilers, just one answer. Who was it? I think the queen. Sora? Yeah. Okay. So I think my top reason to read this book is because of the unique feel it has as a fantasy story. Like I mentioned, with the African inspiration that the author draws into certainly makes the story much more unique. And I honestly love pronouncing some of the words just like on my own when nobody's around, I just think it's, they're just fun words to say. And just like in Lovu. Yeah. Isihogu. Um, I'm I'm blanking on a lot. Yeah, of you're, items, so. it's obvious that you've really practiced pronouncing these. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's another uh, fun thing. And second to that, I I did like the characters a lot, and uh, Tao is definitely my favorite character, being the main character. I think so. I have a fairly different opinion on the on the series. I think I still liked it, but 
I, some of the characters kind of drove me crazy. I thought Tao was maybe a little overpowered. There's reasons why he's so powerful, but I thought he just, I just struggled with him. I struggled with him in the first book. I continued to struggle with him in the second book. I think one useful piece of information is this book is fairly similar flavor to the first book. If you really like the first book, you're really going to like this book as well. If you were like, okay, yeah, pretty good on the first book. Like I was, I would about the same opinion on this book. So it, it really does feel like a continuation of the same story, which is, you know, probably a good thing since it's a series. And I'll say my favorite aspect was the pacing just because of how fast paced it was and kept me wanting to read more and know what was happening. And the action sequences, I think were, were some of the best stuff there. My favorite character in the last book was Hadith. He got sidelined a little bit got- more in this book. Not as much as some characters. Some characters got majorly sidelined. I still think he is my favorite character just because he seems like the only one who's intelligent. So I'm going with Hadith. <laughs> okay, and now to wrap up the non-spoiler, give us a rating out of 10 for The Fires of Vengeance. I'm going to say I'm going to say another 8. I think I said 8 on the first one. I think I'm sticking with 8 on this one too. Okay. Ryan? See, I felt like the book progressed a little bit in some ways it didn't have quite as much of the coming of age feel of the first book mm-hmm. and i i missed that so i'm probably going to put it at about a seven seven point five okay out of 10. i mean the whole book happened over the course of like a month two months it not not a long time so it, it is much more condensed whereas the first book was over the, the majority of tao's young life I can see that. Uh, I'm at a 7.5 for this one. I was a 7.5 for the first book. Pretty good rating for me, I would say. Uh, Let's see, other comparisons. I just gave the Jackman Republic an eight. So I like this a little bit less. I gave Ready Player 2 a 3.5. So a little little bit better than that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that was was not a good book, even though I'm highlighting it in the background of, uh, of the YouTube video. Just because I recently read it, not because I liked it. It has to go there. All right, so thanks for tuning into the non-spoiler. We're going to cut here, and then we'll see you on the flip side uh, for our full spoiler talk through of the plot, and we will get into more of the details that we kind of teased here. So see you guys then. See ya.